Unannounced Gaming Radio Show with your hosts Russ and Surf. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 96 of the 16 Ounce Gaming Radio Show. I'm your host, Ras, and with me today is usual, as usual, man, this is starting off wrong and just, it's all shit, but anyway, um, with me today, as usual, is Surf Biscuit. What's up, Surf? How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. I would like to point out, uh, you're supposed to put the beer in the bottle, not in yourself, because obviously... It's been going in the wrong direction from this. What the hell are you doing? Your what? introduction. Yeah. This is true. And, yeah, that's just, oh my gosh, it's, I hit, meant to hit, just so you people know, we were recording for like the last minute and it's not going to be included. It might be, I don't know, it was like a little spoiler, or not a spoiler, a little gag thing at the end, but I meant to hit mute myself to go tell my wife to turn down the TV and I hit record button. So there you go. And we have another guest with us today. Well, Surf's our regular co-host, if you haven't figured it out by now. But uh, we have a special guest today with us from DSG, which is Dirty South Gamers. And no, it's not Bamashocks. It's the Rapture Raptor. What's up, Raptor? How are you doing What's today? Up? The prophecy has foretold my arrival. Oh, dear Lord, it has not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. We've Absolutely. Thanks for this. having me. We've been talking about this for a while, and it's great. Um, also, as you're listening to this, Rapture, Raptor, Rapture, Raptor, and Big but Bama Shocks will be on the show next week as well. Um, but anyway, let's get on with the show. How's everyone's week going? Let's start with our guest, Raptor. How's, how's your week been there, buddy? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? And all so, that. And if you're drinking anything while you're recording with us, you can say that too. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay so okay. we'll start like I've seen you guys or heard you guys start before. I am currently sipping on a very nice 50-year-old tequila that I inherited Bullshit. from my grandfather who passed away. Um, okay, I'm sorry had, about that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. He had a very nice uh, liquor cabinet with some of the like nice crystalline type bottles and stuff like that with wh- mm. whiskeys and bourbons and tequilas. And I'm a big whiskey fan, so all of that's gone now. Um, but I have the tequila left over, and I've slowly been drinking it, and that's what I'm in now. I have no idea what brand it is, where it came from, or when he got it. I just know that my dad said he's had it for 50 years. Oh, wow. Damn. So it's been in that that's, bottle like that for a while. It's really from, aged. Uh, Very nice. From the 60s, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah from I get, the 60s. It's got to be, yeah. It's yeah. got to be. I mean, that makes sense based on... Um, you know, what I know about my grandparents or what I knew about, well, I guess I know about my prior, well, they're gone now. That's what I'm getting at is they're not alive. But I, what I know about them is they were very into entertaining in the 60s and early 70s. And that's where all the 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 crystalline bottles and all the Tupperware, or not Tupperware, but tableware Tupperware. And was very, very popular <laughs> then, you know, like the glass Tupperware. plates and stuff. I got yep, some Tupperware. Tupperware from them, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Very nice. 
So. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. So, yeah, so I'm sipping on that. Um, As far as my week. On the rocks? On the rocks. On the the rocks. It is on the rocks. Yeah. Normal human being rocks, though. I don't do anything fancy like those perfect spheres or anything like that. (laughs) It's just ice out of the the machine. You know what I'm saying? You caveman. You (laughs) drinking ice. Barbarian. Rocks like that. You Neanderthal. Out of a a plastic Batman cup, of all things. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, uh, this week. This week I've been I've been getting into um, into Destiny. You know the new Destiny update dropped last week, and I've been doing Whoop that. What do you do, Basil? Listening to catching up on all my podcast favorites, and pretty much working my fingers off. I sold my motorcycle, which is a big thing. Woo! Hell yeah, you did. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I played uh, new Ghost Recon this weekend. You know, it dropped finally. And 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 and. I like it, man. I like it. I mean, if you guys want to make it a thing, we can make it a thing. But uh, I got, I could, I like it. A solid game, solid graphics, solid uh, everything. I mean, it's very you much like Wildlands. Expand so on a little far. more. Okay. Yeah, is it better than Wildlands so far? Um, okay, so on the side by side comparison, graphically, yes, it's it's far better, obviously. Um, storyline, maybe even yes. The so far it's very, um, very controversial. The story mode, because um, you're, I mean, I'm torn between between what's going on. Because in the in the franchise, without making like a giant spoiler, an adversary that is in the game, like the main antagonist of the game, has been said and stated that he is a ghost or has was a ghost in the past. Correct. But in the story, you find out. I mean. In Wildlands, you play a mission where you realize that Nomad, the main character of the Ghost Recon um, Wildlands no, and Breakpoint. We haven't got that far yet, I don't think. In Wildlands? Have we, surf? Have we got that far? I, don't, I honestly don't know. I don't think we've got that far. You're going to spoil it for us. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it, but they know each other. Okay, okay. so that's as, that's as far as I go. So you find out that they know each other, and then... Um, the story mission in Wildlands leads up to Breakpoint, which was really, really great uh, to play. I look forward to doing it again with you guys, and you kind of like it. They expand on that a little bit. Um, but then in Breakpoint, it's, like, about you guys, right? So it's about – there's a bunch of flashback cutscenes where the the actors um, uh, are – The dogs you know, don't like that flashback stuff. Oh, I know they don't, but, you know, they're just going to have to live with it. <laughs> but it's fantastic. It, it works really well, and and the relationship between the two characters is evolving, and it really gives you this internal struggle right now. From my perspective, not being very far into the campaign, of yeah, I get that I'm supposed to be like this good guy, and that something's wrong on the island. But at the same time, I'm also kind of at the point where I'm like, I I understand why he's doing the things that he's doing, and I think Nomad, your character's there as well. So really, it's going to be any man's game on what happens in the rest of the breakpoint. And I'm really interested to see where they go with it. Um, so storyline, I would say so far the story is definitely more gripping, um, but I wouldn't have that interest in it if I didn't had played Wildlands before, right? So having right. that knowledge of Wildlands before. So it's kind of hard to do a one-to-one. But as far as like your basic gameplay goes and mechanics, one-to-one, you know, time to kill is basically the same, despite them making this new gear score thing. Um, I do kind of like the gear score thing because it will give you a reason to keep playing an end game, um, whereas so, like in Wildlands, you just kept the, playing. Is the gear score like the division? 
Um, Did they kind of copy the gear score stuff from the division? It's similar, yeah. So, like, you have a head, like a helmet, and gloves, right. and chest plate, yeah. So, you have all those same sections, and by finding an item, it unlocks it um, in the the cosmetic section. So, where in division you had to put a chest plate on, and you just had to wear that chest plate if it was the best you had. Yeah. In breakpoint, um, you can wear any of the armors that you've had in the past as a cosmetic, as long as you've found it, you know, or purchased it mm-hmm. through the store. Or through the in-game um, currency um, credits as well. Um, if you found the recipe or found the design, then you can basically override whatever your chest plate is or whatever your shirt is, right? So you can make your guy look a specific way while wearing like super heavy demolition expert clothes, but look like you're wearing, you know, just a plate carrier with a camelback or something, right? Yep. So that's pretty cool. Um, but the weapon system's basically the same. Um, Guns do damage, and they do more damage when you shoot people in the head. Um, I think that the the biggest improvement, in my personal opinion, is is the addition of the stealth mechanic. So one of my biggest complaints of Wildlands is being a guy that likes to use the DMRs and the sniper rifles. Is I'd be up on a hillside, um, you know, in a bush or something, three hundred and fifty freaking meters away get a headshot, and then everybody instantly knows where I am and is shooting right on my location. Uh, and that does not happen in Breakpoint. Uh, if you oh, wow. can get the drop on people, you can. it's a lot more similar to like um, Splinter Cell or um, some of the sneak mechanics in Assassin's Creed as well. It's very familiar to that as, as well. It's not so good. Nice. Yeah. Be tempted to pick it. It's definitely on my to-buy list, but... Yeah, same I haven't here. Thought about picking it up as yet because I haven't finished Wildlands. Um, right. I don't want to start a new one until I finish the previous one. I think we're about halfway through the other one, aren't we, Raz? Uh, Wildlands. About fifty. I think we, no. I think we're, we are. Um, I think we're about three quarters of the way oh, through. Oh, really? Further than I thought. Hmm. Yeah. We've yeah. Gotten, I was. We've gotten that... you caught up. We gotten you caught up pretty good. Um, I think I can look up on the xbox app right or xbox where we're at how do i look that up xbox.com maybe you might you might be able to look it up there i would just do it in game press start and look at the map and see what percentage you're at but i would say that if you like wildlands and you're enjoying the experience of wildlands you're gonna like breakpoint so yeah i love love wildlands it's like borderlands 3 for me it's a definite I am interested in playing it, but mm-hmm. not not quite at this moment. Right. And I think another thing that's important to note is in a um, industry this year that we've had where games have dropped and just been absolute chaos at drop, Ghost Recon Breakpoint hasn't had any news whatsoever revolving around dropped servers or lack of connectivity or anything that is like outside the realm of traditional you know, border or not borderlands, um, wildlands style glitches. You know, like every now and then, sometimes yeah. I'm outside the helicopter when I'm flying, yeah. or something <laughs> weird. You know, like all the weird, goofy glitches that don't really affect gameplay too terribly much. Like when I lose my arms, they just disappear while I'm aiming for some reason. <laughs> what, what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> or you, you'll see someone shooting and they don't have a gun in their hand. You're like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Or, you know, you're just kind of casually standing by after a mission and a truck comes by on the rooftop. It's just, what is happening? (laughs) 
we'll just let it go. Everything else looks fine. <laughs> right. But yeah, so other than the occasional like normal stuff that you would see happening in an open world environment like that, you know, I've gotten into servers. I haven't had any problems connecting to anybody. Um, I think I got dropped one time. That, but really, I mean, everything else has been pretty on point. Your dial-up's working good, then. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I uh, disconnected my phone, so no one can call me anymore. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. And is that it? Is that all you've been up to this week? Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, like I said, I did a DSG yesterday. Um, right. And we have that up for everybody to listen to. And, you know. You guys had just, fourth room on there, right? That's right, we did. We did have fourth room up on there, and that was a pretty good conversation. I think we, um, I actually streamed it, so um, you can actually go back and watch me live or pre-live because it's in like my recent streams or whatever, you know. Your VOD, it'd be your VOD. Yeah, whatever yes. they call it. Yeah, past streams. So that was kind of cool, and I dinked around with um, with that on the OBS. You know, I don't I don't often stream from my laptop, but. I do like to, on occasion. Gotcha. And then me and you and Bama played Destiny 2 Thursday, right? That's right. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. And we started Bama going through good old, what is it, Curse of Osiris? Yeah, yeah, we started at Curse of Osiris. Oh, Lord. Yep, shitty DLC, <coughs> shitty DLC. Yeah, you know, you just get the worst out of the way. I didn't want to get into uh, escalation protocols or anything yet with him being so fundamentally new at everything and having no idea where we were in the universe, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I figured Curse of Osiris is a good one. It's very linear, you just kind of walk forward, shoot Vex, and get to the end, and that's it. That's it. <coughs> All right, so what about you, Biscuit to the Surf? Biscuit to the Surf? Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to, bud? Uh, well, I managed to, I managed to score some uh, XO19 tickets in the middle of the week, so I'm quite excited about that. Very nice. So you're going to report back on that when you go? I certainly will. I've got tickets for the Wednesday Fan Fest show, where the, mm -hmm. they'll be doing the... Xbox online show um, <coughs> and I've got tickets for the two sessions on Thursday where I get to try some hands-on gameplay and stuff uh, some new oh, games very nice. so, so I'm really looking forward to that uh, I'm hoping there'll be some big announcement apparently Matt Booty and Phil Spencer are going to be there so I've heard some people saying they think maybe possibly a new studio announcement um what are you hoping I, for a big announcement what like what is I your like, hope I, and I, prediction i don't think this will happen but what i would like because it would sort of make sense everyone's been wondering what playground's new game is going to be is it going to be fable blah 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 they've been talking and talking about it mm -hmm. um uh, playground's a uk studio so it would make i would like and it sort of seems to make sense to me if they wanted to make the show a big thing, because I think a lot of the complaints about the uh, the shows Xbox series, they don't ever really tell. They're never that. There's never a huge announcement. Right. So I think if they announced that that show here's 
the new i here's the new game that playground are going to be working on as well as forza and it is fable or it isn't fable whatever it's a new ip or fable i think that would be a big announcement for the show so it'd make exo a big thing and it sort of makes sense if it's a uk developer for them to do it in the uk yeah um so that's what i'd like to see but i don't i don't know it might be like every other one and the big announcement is another another controller <laughs> Paint job. Uh, you never you never can tell with xbox can you uh, <laughs> you might be right you might so, be right uh so f- fingers crossed uh but yeah if that booty's there and phil spencer you would imagine there's going to be a fairly big announcement wouldn't you because you can hope so because i don't did, did phil spencer turn up for the mexico one i can't remember I thought, yeah, I thought he was there for that one. I can't remember did, either, but... Did they announce anything big in the Mexico one? Uh, they... If I remember correctly, it was, they did a little bit more of xCloud. Not and a whole didn't lot, they but announce, they, like, a ton... There wasn't there, like, a huge ton of Game Pass games. There's, like, 20 or 30 titles they announced all added. Maybe that was the big thing for the Mexico one. Yeah, yeah might be right. I did no. something where he was talking about a billion games for Game Pass. Yeah, so that would that would be my hope. I would love them to announce whatever the second IP that Playground Games is working on. I don't think they will, but that would be my dream. Um, so we'll see. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, game wise, I'm sort of <laughs> jumping all over the place at the moment. Uh, I'm still trying to clear my backlog. Um, but you said yesterday you figured out a solution, didn't you? Not. Yes, I'll come to that or- towards the end. Somewhat. Yeah, I think I've got. I think I figured out what I'm going to do. I've been playing some Bioshock Infinite. Uh, I love that that game. I think it might be my favourite Bioshock game. Actually, I think I'm enjoying (laughs) the environment more than Rapture. Columbia. Uh, It really, really (laughs) interesting. Then the Rapture Raptor. It's got that turn of the century Midwest Baptist vibe to it. Oh, okay. Gotcha find a bit creepy uh sort of set around the 1890s sort of thing um yeah sort of midwest bible belt sort of feel um but now playing it today it's taken a weird turn and now they've sort of tears in the universe and quantum quantum entanglements and multi-universes you seem to be able to jump from one timeline to another it took a really weird turn today while I was playing. Oh, is this how uh, you guys got on the, that um, alternate universe stuff? No, it was, a, it was just, it was a coincidence, actually. Rattaboy up and <laughs> it was just a coincidence. That's, what, that's where I got to in Bioshock. So that was pure coincidence. Uh, gotcha. So, so, yeah, other than the fact, do you remember with Bioshock, it was basically you got a weird power on your left trigger and a gun on the right trigger. Yes. That's basically the only thing that's the same in Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Uh, it's a completely different world, completely different things. As far as I see, I think I'm getting near the end. There's no big daddies. There's no little sisters. Um, you're sort of. You've been sent. You're a Pinkerton agent. You've been sent there to uh, rescue slash. You're not quite sure if it's a rescue slash kidnap. It's turning into a rescue at the moment. Uh, okay. A uh, girl called Elizabeth, and so. I found her and we're now trying to escape and she's quite good she sort of runs 
during the battles and stuff, you don't have to worry. She can't be injured, but she'll run around and find you ammo or medical kits and stuff and throw mm -hmm. them to you. And you can use her to open rifts. So, like, if you're in a battle, there might be a rift that's got a gun turret in it. So you can get her to okay. open that rift and pull that gun turret through so it'll help you in the fight. Um, and she also picks locks and stuff so you can get into lock rooms and things if you can find enough lock picks. Um, so on Bioshock, they had plasmids and Eve. You see, so you got a plasmid and you need Eve to power it. They so they're the same thing in Infinite, but they've just changed the names. In Infinite, you get vigors and you need salts to power them up. But I find the ones in Infinite they're a bit different and they're a bit more interesting. My favourite so far is this. Uh, I can't I can't remember the name, but basically you can uh, get a swarm of crows to attack people. And you can see the crows sort of like ripping all the flesh off their faces, off the people's faces and stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that's really powerful. That's sort of a, that's a really good one. Um, so, and the other new element they have had, you sort of get big battle arenas and they've got like, uh, they call them sky rails. So you can jump up and zip around. A bit like a really basic version of um, Sunset Overdrive. So oh can, really so yes yeah, so you can sort of zip around these rails above the battle arena and sort of shoot down at people so you're constantly on the move so i'm really really enjoying infinite at the moment i'm enjoying the story more than the standard bioshock and oh, i'm really? enjoying That's the, nice. i'm enjoying the fact that it's not all dark and dingy and sort of run yeah. down uh, you said you still have the radio thing right yeah, you still pick rate. Most of the stories picked up. Um, oh no, there's sorry. You we with somebody telling you what to do. No, that's gone. There's no radio. There's somebody whispering in your ear all the time. Uh, uh, you still get stories by finding collectibles in Bioshock. It was those tapes, and this one it's called Vox Recorders. It's basically like a giant record um, that you can pick the extra story up. So I'm really enjoying that. Uh, what else have I been playing? Making slow progress on Thimbleweed, Thimbleweed Park on the PC. Uh, really enjoying it. It's, it's point definitely, and click. Definitely classic uh, Lucasfilm point and click stuff, yeah. Uh, there's like a, it took me ages to figure out. I needed to give you a feel for the game. Uh, I needed to print out a um, job application um so i got that far but then the printer ribbon was out of ink so i needed to get some ink for the printer ribbon and that involved what did i have to do for that in the end it took me ages to figure it out i'd find a glass bowl and empty that then i had to find some wood and set a fire in the fireplace uh throw a glass of water on the wood the fire to put it out then pick the ashes up and put them in the glass and then add some lawnmower <laughs> fuel to the ashes, which made ink, which I could then use with the printer ribbon. Uh, there's definitely, okay. definitely old school stuff. That took me about two hours to figure out. I think it took me about two hours one night just to get a printer ribbon to work. Uh, oh, my gosh. Do you remember those old games? It's basically you just try everything on everything yeah. else in your inventory. It's yeah. like, can I use this with this? What will that do? Um Yep. But the story's interesting. You're trying to, you're two, you can jump between characters. You're basically two FBI agents trying to solve a murder. Um, 
they're definitely going for that uh, X Filesy slash Twin Peaksy feel. Okay, so I think I downloaded it for the Xbox. But uh, you recommend the PC more? Right? I think if you got Ultimate, I would play. I would play it on the PC because you wouldn't need a powerful PC. And I think with the um, point and click interface, it's just a lot easier with the mouse. Okay. I think you'll be okay. quicker on the PC because you know you got the smaller screen and you is literally just point and click. So I would recommend playing it on the PC if you can. It is on is in a uh, Game Pass for PC. So if you got Ultimate. I think uh, PC would be that one. And you still get the achievements. Okay. Yep. We know you would, you little... Oh, <laughs> yeah. I still need the achievements. <laughs> and the other one, apart from playing some Gears with you, uh, which we'll talk about later, I play some Red Dead Redemption 2 online with Carson uh, Friday evening. Friday. And how's uh, that? That is awesome. It's really Online's good. really good. I need to finish um, that yeah. game and get online. On Saturday, I played a bit more. Yeah, I think uh, me and Castle were both both doing the uh, trader role, so it was really nice. We just spent two hours. I started helping Castle get some stuff for his trader post, and then he did the same for me. And it's just a really relaxing game. Uh, you just sign, form a posse, um, you can turn. It's a passive sort of mode, so you're not getting harassed by other players. And we just spent two hours sort of chatting. We were at his camp. He would sort of like ride south, far drive north. And we just spent two hours hunting buck uh, and anything oh, nice. else just to um, sort of fill up his camp so he could trade the goods. And you know how beautiful that game is. So, yeah, we were just right. Yeah, I'm around. surprised Raptor hasn't jumped in and said, you don't think it's still beautiful or more beautiful than Gears 5? I think. But here he comes. Here he comes. He's unmuted the shit. I'm just being polite here, okay? No, you're good, man. I would say Red Dead Redemption 2 is the best-looking game that goes for a realistic view. I don't think I've seen any game that does a misty morning or a thunderstorm at night for a realistic world nothing comes close to red dead redemption 2 um, right even on, thank um, you the ass on the ass there it's is difference. a beautiful game i think gears of five is a beautiful game in a completely different way because it's not <laughs> going for a realistic environment it's did, you just say, did you just say gears, gears of five, five? you have gears to they five. drop they gears drop the war. war gears five gears five yeah. gears of five gears of five Gears, Gears 5, five is beautiful in a different way. Because it, it's not going for realism. I, nothing right. comes close to the realism of Red Dead Redemption 2. Like I was saying, I was playing with uh, Castle on Saturday. We played a bit on Friday and on Saturday as well. I was playing with Castle yep. on Saturday. And just sort of riding around in the morning with the mist coming off the rivers and stuff. Um, it's just stunning, that game. So, we were... I don't mean to interrupt you, but you mm -hmm. said yep. that nothing compares and i want you to be ready for breakpoint because it's very very close second really that good? yeah oh. yep there's in there is inclement weather um so far i've only been in like mild rainstorms but i have seen clips of like full-on thunderstorms and you know foggy mornings and super dark nights and different moon phases so oh, it's i that? mean you can see drag marks when your guys crawling through the mud. You know, you you get mud on you and stuff like that oh, wow. too. And 
It's it's pretty wild about how much details in that one as well. What well, part of the world does Breakpoint take place in, Raptor? It is a it. fictional location called oh, okay. Aroa. Yeah. So they didn't need to make it match anything, yeah, which is fantastic. It gave them complete control over what the landscaping looks like. And they oh, don't very have to nice. worry about pissing off a country. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, yeah, but I think I, that that's made me more keen to play it, actually. Because... I think the thing that keeps I keep going back to on Red Zero Redemption, which I think always blows my mind, is the way it does those misty mornings. It's, it is fantastic. It, that, that time of the day when you got the mist rising off the land and stuff, I've just never seen anything like it. It just looks so good. So, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing that. Um, so, my plan is... Because I have come up with a plan. Because I've got too much going on. So I thought I need Here's to his plan. He's he's Here's my plan. Because my plan he's is put it to Excel, and he's got a spreadsheet on what to do. Not quite. <laughs> so, <but> my, <laughs> no. ba- my basic plan is my. I thought my rule would be this year is by the end of the year I have to have completed every game that I've bought this year. That's my aim. So I've cleared a few of the older backlog, but my main aim is to try and get out of this year having finished everything that i bought this year um Ah. there's quite a lot to do um so and there's a few other there's like old stuff i want to get rid of too so i think uh i've decided tuesdays is going to be my playstation day so i'm going to be playing uh things like last of us and i want to finish off getting the collectibles in spider-man so that's going to be my wait wait, what did you say last of us Last, did I say Last of Us? Last of Us. JB is going to be happy. There you go, JB. He's he going to play the last. I am going to finish The Last of Us. That's it, my the Tuesday. last of The Last of Us. The last of The Last of Us. That's my Tuesdays uh, with a bit of Spider-Man. Uh, Thursdays, I'm going to play The Witcher 3. Okay. That's going to be my Thursday game. So Tuesdays, PlayStation. Thursdays, Witcher. At least every other Friday. But possibly every Friday, is going to be Red Dead Redemption Online with Carson Day when I get in from work. So that's going to be Friday evenings. Oh, uh, very nice. Sundays, we've obviously got uh, the game, whatever game we're currently playing with you at the moment, Gears 5. Um, but I'm also, my new rule is before you get on in the morning, I'm going to try and level up on Forza. So I'm going to Hallelujah, brother. I'm Thank you for doing that. That sounds pretty cool. I'd like to get in and start... Get- up to date on Forza, so that's my Sunday morning one. And then the re- the few other days in the rest of the week, I'm going to try and clear my backlog, which I think I can do. The only sticking point I see is I did buy uh, Fire Cry Five New Dawn, and I think that might put a hurdle in my way. I'm not quite sure I'm going to get through to the end of that because I'm not sure how big it's going to be. And you know me with running around open worlds trying to find every single collectible. Uh, that might be my one weakness in my plan. But I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try and clear it. I've got a couple of old 360 games I bought this year that I need to clear out. Um, which I don't think will be a problem. They'll be smaller campaigns. I think they're quite linear. Um, and I think that's about it for me. Uh, so yeah, it's been a good week. I'm keeping a run. I'm going to also try and keep my at least one achievement a day. I'm go- I've got a little. Oh, my gosh. 
I've got a little streak going on two achievements. I've had one achievement a day for about 10 days now, I think. So I'm going to try to keep that going. A whore. A little whore you. <laughs> it only has to be one achievement, even if it's just for five. Uh, it's still good. I'm going to see if I can keep that ticking. Ticking along. Because you know me, I need... I need that meta game is important to me. I need to see my gamer score going up. It yeah, me, you do. It gives me a sense of worth. So, uh, oh, and I'm drinking, uh, can you guess? Will's banana bread. No, I'm back on the blue moon. <laughs> you talked about bottling your Belgian white, so uh, I thought. What? That wasn't a Belgian white. It was a blueberry blonde I bought. No, you were going to do it. You were going to do a blue Belgian white this weekend. You yes, yes. Yeah, white. after yeah. we get done recording this, yes, I'm going to go yeah. brew so, a Belgian white I, that I, I didn't get to I'd, last I'm, week. I'm sticking to the blue moon for the moment. I'm slowly clearing that out of my fridge. See, I'm, I'm, I'm in a tidy up mood. I'm slowly clearing things out. Blue moon out of the fridge, old games. That's where I am. And I think, yeah, so possibly the sticker in my plan, Far Cry New Dawn, and I don't know how long the new Star Wars game is going to be. I don't know how long that campaign is going to be. That could, that could throw me out. Two hours. Two hours. No, he's still going to be two hours. Traditionally, what are you what are you doing, Raptor? You look like you're gonna take a shit on your stream. <laughs> Whatever I want. <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm just listening, brother. So how about no, you, guys? What you been up? To? Um, for me, well, real quick, Raptor should have a vod of this. He's um streaming it right now, right, Raptor? I am. That is correct. Right. So, um. He should have a VOD if you want to go check that out. You do VODs, right? I don't want to... Yes. Yeah, I'm actually starting to get into it a little bit more. Every time right. we do DSG, I'm trying to bring it in. So I think every time help me come on the mic myself, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. And he's going to help me with this little, what is it, live stream, light stream. I don't know what the hell it is, but whatever. Correct. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that more off the show. Um, right. But uh, just to clarify... I'm currently using OBS through my laptop, not using Lightstream. Well, then I have OBS too, so you can help me with that. Perfect. I can do both. Perfect. And um, so, what I've been doing this week, not a damn thing. Because work has been busy and just life in general. I did get on, been meaning to get on with Raptor anyway, because to check out Conan. Meh. That's just gone down the shitter every week it seems um but that's a factual statement that is a factual statement but jumped on with him and like i said we said earlier bama to play some destiny 2 with the new shit and that was i mean it was fun it's fun to always play with people you know it doesn't really matter if it's a shitty game or a game whatever it's fun um one thing that I've been playing a lot this week, and I know y'all are probably going to be haters, is Mario Kart Tour on my phone at work. I've been playing the shit out of that game. Trying to complete everything and all that. It's 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 Nintendo doing mobile right, if you know what I mean. Have you have you guys even tried it? Downloaded it to try it? No. No. You, hate you know what? Games? I tell you what, though, if they put Smash Brothers Mobile, oh my that's gosh, getting installed. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, I don't, you have a Switch? All you got to do is. No. Raptor? No, I you do don't. not. 
Although Subterfuge does in the Dread Pirates, and I think it's important to note that um, he is very willing to play Switch games with pretty much anybody. Yeah, yeah, I think I added him as a friend. We do have a, a relatively small community there that uh, does do those things. Right. Yeah. Check those guys out, everybody, too. Dread Pirates. They like to teabag everybody. Because they're Whoa. pirates. Accusations. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Because <laughs> they're dirty pirates. No, I'm teasing. Um, but no, that and what else did I play this week? Um, and I keep forgetting to mention one thing that I've been playing for the past three weeks, Surf, is I'm trying to be finished finally after, what, six years? Rise, Son of Rome. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. That game is, yes, for an original launch game. That game is gorgeous. I mean. Although, I think I think it was your show, maybe, was talking about the most disappointing game game production launch or game launch, I think, a couple episodes ago, right? Uh, I think we did. Uh, we might it was have. Like, it was like a community question, I think it was. Um, oh, yes, I think, I think it was a... I think Rise is definitely in my top three most disappointing releases because of how it was advertised, right? Right. Do you guys remember Rise's advertisement? I a little bit. If I'm honest. Go ahead. So fill me in. It was advertised and supposed to be sold with the Connect, right? So oh, you were supposed yes. to be able to command units of Roman troops like an RTS. And at any point in time, you were able to pick a section, zoom in, and take over one of the legionnaires. And then it would be connect fighting. You would put your arm up a certain way to block, use a certain thing to attack with a sword, right? Like, you were actually fighting at the TV to do the attacks on the screen. Yeah. And then we get... <laughs> that got dialed way, yeah, way back. And back. we just got, like, this third-person, over-the-shoulder, Spartan-kicking, arm-chopping-off game, which is still fine. Hey, but it was very disappointing it was. to not be able to do that. Although you could still yell, Far Volley! Fact. Connect, which I remember doing Fact, Jack. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to put that in there. Because I, no, I, I, I also played Rise... Um, all the way through, and I'm a big fan of the Gladiator Arena, where you just keep fighting and fighting and fighting until, until yeah, they it's a little like take you down. It's a little like air quote horde, horde mode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of all horde game modes, just so everybody knows, except we, for the New Year's game mode. I think we played that right. once, didn't we, Raz? Yes, we did. We did because yeah. we were well, achievement awesome. whoring. Remember, because you can get the very difficult. Yeah, I must say, I love that game too. I think it's no, it's... One, I think I played it four times. I think I played it three, four times on each difficulty level. Uh, yeah, really good. I think I'm halfway through the second to last act on that. So I'm going to try to finish it up here in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to get time with everything that's going on with real life stuff. I think I, you know, when I watched your stream, you were in Scotland, I think, fighting the uh, big dude with the Wicker Man. Yep. The last time yep. I saw you done it. Have you And then I went a little bit uh well actually halfway past that when you were um uh leaving you're being overrun at that castle and so you're leaving. You know what I mean? Oh okay, you're yeah, you're uh, run yeah, you're abandoning uh Britain. You're going back. To yeah. Britain. Yeah. Everyone's yep. uh, evacuating. Yep. Yeah. Get back to your little boot shaped land, you little bastards is what they're saying in a way. Um Good point, Raptor. In the notes, I see that. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so everything else I've been playing, Gears 5 with the Biscuit. And I'll talk about that in a minute. I played some Forza 4. Love that game. Actually, what was it? Sat yesterday after I got on playing a little bit of Gears of War. Gears of War, which is Gears 1 for you noobs. So, <laughs> so we played some of that. Because that's, you know, part of the Game Pass Game Club game, which we'll talk about a little later, too. Um, but, no, we're not going to talk about it later because you need to finish your shit to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's not until next week. Next week. Next yeah. week we'll talk about it. So, But, no, I'm recording it so I can put it on our YouTube channel for people that don't really want to play it but can watch a little bit of it and all that shit, too. Um, but Forza 4, great game. Love it. And, like, I was only going to play for, like, 30 minutes. I ended up playing for almost two hours, and I streamed it. It was like, okay, one more race. Okay, one more race. One now, more are you race. talking Forza Horizon 4 or Forza Yes, Forza 4? Horizon. No, Forza okay. Horizon 4. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Both very good games. Yes, very good games. And um, Gears 5, we are so close to the end, I can taste it. <laughs> and I know Rapture, Rapture Raptor has a little bit of sour taste in his mouthy mouth from <laughs> but Man. i'm i'm loving the game i'm loving the game and i hope well raptor said he's going to jump in and try to help us finish which is a good guy to do if he is dial up can download it in the next couple weeks oh we'll be done <laughs> so uh but no um the game is great just uh the little sand that we're on the Sandland or what? I don't know what you want to call it. What do you call yeah, it, we're surf? In we're in the desert, aren't we? Desert. <laughs> a desert. We're in the UIR. <laughs> well, it's red sand. You guys were watching the stream this morning. Like, what is that red stuff? Blood? It was blood. It was sand, you bonehead. So, okay. So, I, I think that I missed the UIR thing because I was looking at Gears 4 when I was playing it, Um, I guess a month ago, getting ready for a 5 release. And it had UIR characters. And these dudes are like, Nordic-esque almost, or Germanic kind of, mm -hmm. or even Scottish maybe. What is the deal with the UIR? I U totally missed them somehow. The, the Pendulum UIR, Wars? The UIR, yeah. It's before Gears of War 1. Uh, the UIR... Yeah, if the you remember... Yeah, if you remember in Gears of War 1 how they talk about the Pendulum Wars? Yeah, of course. That was... The oh, UIR. they're the... They're the adversaries in the Pendulum Wars. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think UIR is like something like United Independent Republics or something. Sounds like Let's just keep Brexit. putting political names next to each other. Yes. It sounds, it sounds like a uh, uh, Great Britain Brexit statement. <gasps> shot sword. Shot sword. I mean shot sword. Very good. Too sharp. And there are t there are tiebacks to uh, Gears of War Judgment because uh, you meet a guy from Gears of War Judgment. There's tiebacks right. to Gears of War Judgment. Judgment. There's the, I mean, the whole story rap Raptor, and not to spoil it or anything, but it 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 really just I have to say the Coalition and Epic Games when it started. Uh, excuse me. Damn. It it ties everything together, so you know like how the the swarm locusts were started it, it everything's coming together if you know right what I mean. right and i know 
where it's going without having completed 50% of the story. It's because you did some Let's Play Watch, you little bastard. It's actually because I was <laughs> no. a fan of the franchise and paid attention to what was going on in the world I around know. me. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just chopping people in half, I fell into right. love with the lore of the first three. <laughs> no, it's... And now I know what's going on! I mean, no, I've read the stuff too, and but I, I, it's finally great to just see it come alive in the game, you know what I mean? Coming together. I know we got this pro-feminist movement thing as the as Kate, but whatever. It's just it's great to see it come together. You, you know, know that's I mean? not even that's not even the biggest issue. You know, like that's not even a problem in my opinion that the game has because I'm totally pro. I'm 100% pro strong female leads. I don't care if it's a man or a woman or a child or a dog, whatever. The strong protagonist lead is always a is a good story. Yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. Yeah. So. And it's not, I'm all for that. And it's not to the expense of any of the other characters. It's just right. the lead character in this game just happens to be a, a female like the last game it was a male. But it doesn't... And I have to say, the other ones. I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, but just in the winter part of the game, she has a great ass. Running around. Oh my God. So, uh... But yeah, you know. Have you ever heard think that, seen Mary Poppins vote for women? Jesus, I think the thing that I had the most big, the biggest problem with it was that it was not as dark and serious as the original trilogy. And and I'm playing the game pass game with you guys, and I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna hold myself to that and see if at the end of our game pass game club, if what I feel towards Gears Five is anchored in my appreciation of Gears One, Two, and Three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, right. it'd be interesting. Right. It's a good, yeah, it's a it'd good experiment. Yeah. Like, man, I don't, I just, starting to play it, like, the other day with Surf, and just all the memories I have of Gears 1, just, I can't wait to talk about it next week, just, like, Dom is my all-time favorite character. He's just a badass oh, damn. <laughs> He's just a badass good guy, and I really got attached to him, you know, playing Gears 1 and 2. Don't ruin back, it. Back in the day. I'm not going to ruin it, but... All right, but yeah, Gears 5. Played that. Um, just before the show, I bottled our... our my um, Blueberry Blonde. Arr. L Blueberry Blonde L or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, it's bottled. Tastes good. Looks good. Um, I took pictures of it, put it on Discord. Put some pictures on Twitter of it, and let's see, I bottled last week the, okay, we have a name for it now, it's called Gather, on the one I did last week, it's a porter, sweet porter, it's now called, I brewed it, my wife came up with the whole idea, it's called the, um, gosh damn it, it's called, I put it in Discord, it's a pumpkin, <laughs> Pecan pie sweet porter. And oh my gosh, I tried it last night to um, test the carbonization. I mean, it's carbonization is right there, but oh my gosh, it's just like Halloween. I hate to say it like this, but it's just like Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas have put their fun bags in my mouth. It's so good. It's so good. And, um, I can't wait to just, I told, I'm actually going to try to save 
three bottles, one for you, Raptor, one for Bama, one for uh, Dan at Fourth Room Brewing when we go to Pack South, so you guys can try it. It's just, oh my gosh, it's so good. Excellent. However, the, I will warn you now, I am not a big beer drinker. Well, you're going to try this. And I'm gonna I just will kick, definitely be Kick trying. you in the nuts, make you bend over, <laughs> and shove it down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I have had a pretty pretty bad relationship with uh, uh with beer in the past, but I am definitely down to try some of these home brews. Yeah, that's what you told me on the phone the other day when we were talking about all this stuff. I remember, but no, I just wanted to give you the chance to try it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, um, let's see. We'll just keep that and um so yeah i got that um bottled i'm gonna be brewing after this show the the wit beer and i'm probably gonna do in that time if i have enough time this evening i'm gonna do a cherry uh redhead amber amber so <clears throat> so we'll see we'll see where i get when i get done brewing the the wit beer if i want to go on but Got that going. I'm gonna buy. I've got a whole bunch more because I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna do a gift packs for Christmas for some friends and some other people, and maybe even yeah, a, j- a jingle maybe, pack. Maybe even meet Raptor halfway since he's what five hours from me, four hours from me, mm-hmm. meet, four. Meet him half, yeah, only four. Meet him halfway. Give him a little variety pack too. But yeah, no, I got a whole exchange. A whole bunch of beers in the mix. So, and as we record this, um, I put it up in Twitter, on Twitter land, that I am drinking 11th Below Brewing Company right here in Houston, the Oso Bueno Amber. And I have to say, I've never had this one before. I've been meaning to try it. And this is a damn good amber. It's got the, like it says, it's got the hint... uh, or sweet, subtle, sup. Here we go. Uh, excuse me. Suptible, subtle, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't say it right now. Subtle, bro. Subtle, 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 subtle. subtle <laughs> sweet notes of caramel and toffee. It does. You really feel that, and then you get the kind of little hop right at the end. And it is, it is also bueno. It is really good. Amber ale. Caramel sounds nice. So if anybody, like up where you're at, Raptor, if you can find 11th Below Brewing, to anyone you know, I highly recommend this Oso Bueno Amber from them. I oh, give it a, see, see. I give it a, I give it a, I give it about, a, I give it a five out of the six pack. If you know what I'm saying. Nice. This is this is some good good stuff, and I've tried some other stuff from there, guys. Like they got this one called the Ugly Duck. It's pretty good. They got left it below. They got some good stuff. A lot of good beers out of Houston and all that stuff. I can't wait to get up to the area where Raptor lives to check out some local breweries there for a weekend. Oh, I got you. And then your, um, what'd you say? Your uncle has a bar there yep. in San Antonio? In San Antonio. Yep. So I can't wait to try that and try some stuff around there when we go to Pack South. Um, and, oh... Another thing, real quick, that I've been working on, working on a little bit of a 16-ounce gaming brew slash fourth 
room brewing collaboration. We're gonna work on it. I'll have more info oh. later. But I heard about uh, this. Who told you? When did you I'm hear not this? Telling. I haven't heard the DSG podcast yet, so I don't know. But no, we got a got a thing working on that we can, you know, share with some peeps at Pack South and other stuff. So, little stuff in the mix for that. So it's going to be great as everything goes forward and Raptors frantically typing because we have I'm keeping time. Keeping time. <laughs> all right, so that's all I've been up to, and. Now, pause. Okay, so up next, um, boobs. Not really. Raptor type that. <laughs> I did <laughs> so, not. No, you, have you no liar. Evidence. I'll take a screenshot of it. No, no, it's no. edited. Photoshop. Photoshopped. So, uh, next up, um, we have community questions. But first of all, first of all, you got this. I got this. First of all, we are playing Gears of, Gears of War for the Game Pass Game Club. Just a reminder. So, anyone that's participating, Raptor, JB, and other people of the community, finish Act 1. By the end of this week, so you can have your thoughts in for episode thoughts and feedback in for episode ninety seven. Almost screwed that up. Episode ninety seven. Um, Surf, take it away with the other stuff that goes along with the game pass. Of what you <laughs> oh, do I say it every time? Yeah, you have to. You have to say it. I saw the contract you're obligated. It's a, it's yep. contract. <laughs> so, as previously stated, it is to is an experiment. We're going to see how the original Gears of War games compare with Gears of War. Gears 5. I keep saying Gears of War 5, and it's not. It's Gears 5 now. It's so, No, no. You didn't say Gears of War 5. You said Gears of mm-hmm. 5. I did say mm-hmm. Gears of 5. Gears of 5. I'm guilty. But anyway, yeah. So... I would recommend, we're quite happy for you to play Gears of War Definitive Edition, but I think I'd recommend, if you can, play the 360 Edition, because that would be the truest view of what the game looked like when it was launched, um, without any of the enhancements. Um, um, yeah, we'll just compare gameplay views, how dark it felt, how good the story was, as the franchise got darker, as it got lighter, as it got more comedic. Uh Oh, I know what I'm going to say. Oh, we know what you're going to say, Raptor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to this. I really am. Uh, I am glad you're looking forward to this. This has me excited that you're excited Um, about. Are the changes good or bad? Uh, Or neutral? Or some good, some bad? Uh, We shall see. Uh, I think me and Raz have got some thoughts definitely on gameplay that we've been discussing, which you could probably hear us discuss if you catch uh, our playthroughs Mm -hmm. on the YouTube channel. Uh, yep. Check those out, and we'll, we'll see. You can see how badly we've been doing in places. Uh, and yeah, we've had we've had <laughs> yeah for on casual. Dis- we've had a few early discussions about how we feel the gameplay's changed, and we're not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, so yeah, please give it a try. Uh, if you can play the 360 version, I think I would recommend. Um, but if you haven't, if you've only got the definitive edition, that's fine check that out because at least you can compare story and stuff and we'll even if you still have it on 
even if you still have it on disc like JB of the community does, you can still play it because it's technically in Game Pass, so you're fine that way too. Well, if you're going on disc, you can put the disc in because it's back and cut back and pack games you wouldn't need game pass yeah yeah for sure so uh yeah um quit making faces at the screen rapture never rapture. you can post your thoughts on twitter uh on the discord and dm us actually or dm us and we'll be dm us to... on twitter but do it you can post your thoughts on the game pass game club channel on discord there you go yeah and we'll hopefully have the start of a fairly good conversation next week for Act I think, One. I think so. And Raptor, you'll be on the show next week, so you'll get to say your thoughts, which will be great. Live and in Technicolor. Yep. And you better get Bama Sharts to do it, too. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if we're going to go with that one. Or you might just roll the dice and try to get another name generation here. Okay, Bama Sharks. We'll just go get Bama to play. <laughs> we'll try to get Bama to play. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I played Farming Simulator 17 with him. I just hit I me in the freaking face. You guys were mother trucking. We were. Oh, I was harvesting some shit for him and mm-hmm. plowing some fields, if you know what I'm I'll saying. Right, if there was a PvP game mode for Farm Sim, Bam would take the cake, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, that's, that's a fun game, I have to admit. that's a. I like that style of... I don't know why. I think it's fantastic as well, but I think that... Um, as with many of the games that I play, there are a lot of really great aspects for these games. Like, for example, Conan. I really enjoy the survival aspect of Conan. Oh my gosh, yes. But how much better would Conan be if it had the farming aspect of Farm Simulator? Like, even like a basic rudimentary version of that. Instead of really? just putting seeds into a pot, right? What, are you going to get you some like Clydesdales or something? To... Yeah. You I'm know, riding my hire... horse to plow. Or... What about Shit thrall? All over the place. Right? Oh you yeah. You can already thrall. hit thrall. You could thrall the crap out of your farm. Oh my god, it would be fantastic. Yeah. Thrall it. For those of you who don't know, go play Conan. <laughs> hit it thrall. up, hit it up. No, that's like one of the reasons why I like those games, like Conan and stuff. And I like I remember I bought Conan, like <clears> I told you, Raptor, that I never really got into it and then until I met you and you know, the Dread Pirates and stuff, and it's like you you're like, Oh, we have our own like little server type deal i'm like oh i'm willing to help pay for that because i've only been playing like just by myself and i'm really wanting to dive into that with like actual people i mean like oh yeah we got into arc there's some people in the community and stuff we really got into arc and stuff that was cool but like i wanted to get into conan and just games like that just the survival the building and everything and just i love it yeah, we definitely headfirsted into Conan for a while there, the, the entire Dread Pirate community, which was fantastic because uh, we would get into uh, role-playing on, on Conan, which is a lot of fun to do um, through Ooh, various like discords and stuff like that. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and and it was even greater because, generally speaking, most of the servers you get on to will have a clan, like have clans for role-plays and stuff like that, like two or three guys. But here we come in steamrolling with like ten dudes, straight solid. And... Um, and as we're playing through our quote-unquote role play, um, we're writing the story together as a group, right? Because it's like me and my best friends who I've spent years and years and years playing games with, right? So we'll sit in like a lobby and then write a story, and it's like hands down all the time. Our story was always better because it was collaborated between like five or six people 
rather than just five or six people randomly interacting with each other. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, man, we've definitely head firsted into Conan before, and um, I know a bunch of the guys I've been talking to are excited about maybe potentially doing it again in the future. Sweet. I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, we got sidetracked, didn't we, Surf? We did Sorry. a bit. We, we, derail- on podcasts. <laughs> we derailed that son of a bitch. All right, never mind. Um, so next up. Hey, I'm on 18 plus. I'm okay. <laughs> okay, you're good. You're on 18 plus. Good, good. You're going to have to show me this because I need to start like we've tried like, I mean, I might start it again. We tried doing like the listen live channel. Mm-hmm. It's pulled a couple people in and stuff it's really cool to do on discord i should say listen live channel but mm-hmm. i want to do it like i know surf can't do it yet and we're praying to everything holy that surf gets faster internet in the next three months <laughs> or whenever <laughs> you know there's always the alternative uh, oh my gosh it's just the internet thing I'm going to be sad when he gets faster internet because then we can't give him shit anymore. No, you can't give me shit anymore. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, I've got fast internet and I'm still the dial-up king of America right now, so. That is true. That is true. <laughs> no need to stop harassing him. <laughs> oh, Sorry, man. sir. Uh, I don't know who's keeping him on yet. I'm still in the air. <laughs> I, in fact, I think I'm going to miss super slow internet. Because it's what defines... I know. It's, we were talking about, like, okay... Exact case in point for an example yesterday we were sitting there like I realized I didn't have the three sixty version of Gears of War downloaded Gears of War downloaded. And so, you know, I sent Surf an invite and I was like, Shit, I don't have it downloaded yet and Surf's like five minutes. So I was like, All right, cool. Came up on the timer and said like twelve minutes or something like that with my internet and stuff. So it started downloading and then it started going down. And then Surf joins the party, finally, and I go, okay, I got like six minutes left. He's all, what'd you, Surf said, well, shit, I would have had to start downloading that like on Wednesday to get it done for today, if that tells you anything. Jesus. No, a a 360 game I can do overnight, that's about 12 hours. No bullshit. No, I can. A 360 one. <laughs> that's uh, that's I've, really working the hamster, though, right? I've worked, I've worked out on average I can do 30 gigabytes in 24 hours. Jeez. But what was funny was, like, the whole, like, the new, um, when you're downloading something, how Xbox gives you an es- estimated time of when of it should be completed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of completion. Is, and what did you say, Surf? You don't Mine usually care for that says, now? Uh, your download will finish in two days, three hours. That's what I usually see. <laughs> <laughs> I start it off. Uh, it says, uh, don't wait up. <laughs> you know, well, it's... the one that really annoys me is, you know, they introduced this new thing for super fast start when they announced Game Pass. They said, oh, yeah, we got these new algorithms, so you don't have to download the whole game. It works out what bits you need, and it only downloads those. They called it super fast start or whatever. Uh Mine always says you've got your internet is too slow for super fast start. It's so slow. Oh man! So you need at least twenty downloads for super fast start, and I'm nowhere near that. Oh. Yeah, it was just funny because 
No. <laughs> no, because I remember you saying, Surf, like, you wish you didn't have that um, that little estimated time anymore because then it reminds you how yeah, shitty of like internet that. you have. Yeah, I was happier when I didn't know how long it was going to be because they recently added the time, didn't they? I was happy not knowing. Yeah. Just, Damn it. I just knew, oh, okay, I can do 30. It takes rough. It's usually about 30 gigabytes a day. So I know if it's a huge game, I just need to pre-download it. And it's never so if it's a Master usually. Chief collection, it takes you three weeks? I think Halo 5 took three days. Um, and you usually it's not a problem because if i know i really want to play the game i pre-order in it i download it in advance and at least with game pass now they let you pre-load as well so i just have to make sure i pre-load stuff uh it, you can work around it um but speaking yeah, of game pass so what raptor I, I just realized that this whole time I've had my mic muted on my stream. So everybody's heard y'all's side of things. And every time I lean in to say something, it's not coming through. You're not coming through. <laughs> Are you dead serious? Yeah. You dumbass. <laughs> hey, practice makes perfect, man. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. One of my community members jumped in. He's like, I can't hear you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so quick question about Game Pass. You know, like, I know we've heard, well, not... I don't think you've heard, but we've talked about it before, Surf, like, and heard on other podcasts that we know that, um, I think we talked about it too, like World War Z. And in our Discord, some of the members, like, have talked about it, that they're glad they didn't buy it or they're not going to buy it. And now it's going to be on Game Pass, which is great. I want to try it. I'm glad I didn't buy it. And I just want to know if excuse me, members of the community want to play and also members of DSG and Dread Pirates want to get in on some of that action when it comes out on Game Pass. Okay, so a couple of the Dread Pirates bought World War Z when okay. it came out and are fans of the game. Um, but the rest of us were like, eh, it's kind of steep price for what the game is, how repetitive it's going to be. And now that it's coming out on Game Pass... TDP is like, we're all over it right now. We're like, yes, as soon as it's dropped, everybody's downloading it. We're going to be in that thing upside down, left, right, and center. Okay. So expected to be beat within an inch of its life, like the first week. Okay, so can I be a part of this? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> man. You're, I mean, look, hey, you're you're on the roster, brother. You're I a member, am, I am, full blown. I'm full blown member pirate. of Dread Pirate. I'm a pirate. Are you matey <laughs> butt crack? <laughs> No, so all right. You're a redheaded stepchild pirate, but I am your community. <laughs> I am the community brewmaster. Brewmaster, so the official dread pirate brewmaster. <laughs> so, but all right. Gosh damn, it, we got derailed. Good. So anyway, <coughs> Game Pass, Game Club, Gears of War. We'll talk about it next week, and back on track. Uh, community questions. Surf, you get to read the first one from Bama Shocker Shocks. Okay, from Bama. What in the Sam fucking hell is going on at PlayStation? <laughs> Leighton is gone. Poof. The head of Sony, Japan. Poof. PS Now pricing drops in half. He didn't add a poof there, but I'm going to. Poof. John Jones left to work at Disney. Another poof from me. Poof. <laughs> so, uh, big changes at PlayStation then. Sounds like uh, the Night of the Long Nines, possibly. Uh, 
Any thoughts? Right. Uh, well, I read about you... the... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go, go on. Let's hear Raptor's thoughts. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, from my perspective, I'm like, un- totally unsubstantiated just through the grapevine of my like many, many networking um, me, things that I do me, here, me, 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 talking me. to people. Um, it sounds like something big happened, um, especially with PlayStation coming out and going, hey, you know what? Finally, we're going to agree. We're, we're, we're breaking on our traditional standard of no, we're not doing crossplay to yeah, okay, full support now all of a sudden. In well, the beta ended. Events. The beta ended. Right, but they've they've taken those steps where in the past they said they were not very strong, definitive no, not sharing. Yeah, sandbox. not sharing air quotes. It's in beta form, and now it's not. And in beta. now they're now they're trying it, right? So yes, right. That's interesting that all these people are leaving, and you know all this weird stuff's happening, like definitive no for for. Um, crossplay and no, we're not doing another Spider-Man. And then all of a sudden, boom, another Spider-Man. Boom, crossplay. Boom, these guys are gone. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> or poof, poof, poof. Like <laughs> poof. Like, something is going on, right? Something's happening. Well, they and, did the price uh, drop because Stadia comes out in a couple weeks, correct? Right. Yeah, it's close now, isn't it? But isn't the PSN now been like just? It's just straight trash, isn't? Hasn't it been like just? I feel like if you're expecting Stadia to be anything more than that, you're hyping it up a little bit. <laughs> it's going to be very comparable, so I think it's a good move on their part, if that's what they're going to try to push. But even still, yeah, because PS Now was twenty bucks a month, and now it's ten bucks a month. Right. I think twenty bucks a month is a little like steep. That was definitely steep, steep and stupid yeah. for. For that, I mean, I'm, I'm all it, in. I'm it is, probably gonna try Stadia for you know. What did I pay? 129 bucks. What I got? 129 bucks. What do you freaking do? 12 months. Yeah. You have to do it for a whole year. Yeah. If I don't play it, I don't play it because I just something worth to try and see how it works and hopefully like, I'm hoping XCloud is something that just kicks its ass. But you never know. You never know. Well, you get the Chromecast with the Stadia deal, don't you? So even if you don't play yes. games, you, the, and the Chromecast itself is worth, what, about $100? So. And then you get the the friend code. You know what I mean? Mm. Ooh, friend code. Mmm, friend code. For but the fanciest of gamers. So you I don't know. Then, so what are your, what are your thoughts, uh, Raz, uh, on what's going on? Do you think? Do you I think, think there's like a major shakeup, something going on there that hasn't leaked out yet. Because the the Leighton guy was the guy that did the he did the all the E3 press conference stuff, right? The the whole E3 show, correct? Is that him? I think so. Am I correct? Come on, Raptor. You know this shit. I'm, He's I'm muted. Not, I'm not super up on the PlayStation. Oh my god, I was muted. But I believe he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Leighton was the guy that did the little whole stupid Sony stuff on E3. Um, right, he was the one that did the announcements. Yeah. The Japan guy, no clue. So 
I think that's he's just weird. the head yeah. of that division, that branch. And then John Drake, who is he? To be honest, I haven't researched any of this stuff. I just know about. I read about the PSN now dropping. Mm-hmm. I think that's good move, but I think that's what it should have been from the get go. I think Sony could have done that from the get go on PSN now. That's that's fair. I I agree with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Twenty bucks was a little like, hey, we're all about the gamers, but we're gonna <laughs> them in the you know what and twenty bucks a month for this shitty service that really no one's ever talked about or ever done anything and you, now you see it because it's 20 or 10 half off is what it is to compete with xcloud and um stadia i think they dropped the price to that because they're scared of what xbox and google is going to bring to that that level of the streaming service you know what i mean mm-hmm. but the Layton guy, that's kind of weird because he's always been about like, you know, look at us at E3, we're badass kind of dude. The John Drake, who is he? I'm gonna have to Google that. You're gonna. So he is or was a former PlayStation executive. I think um, he was like <coughs> strategy head of strategy or portfolio strategy. Hang on, yeah, portfolio strategy and content at PlayStation. And he got picked up by Disney as the VP of business development and licensing for games. Oh, so is this why Spider-Man's back in the MCU? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> so John... I think that if... Uh... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, so I was going to say, the John Drake one might just be coincidental then. That sounds possibly like that was just a standard company poaching a person right yeah it sounds like he got but that comes on the heels of all the that comes on the heels of all the shit from spider-man though you know what i mean the spider-man debacle yeah but i'm not sure the spider-man debacle really hits the playstation side does it because that would have been that would have been the movie side of sony wouldn't it movie and game though it would have been the movie and the game it would it would it would have it would have totally Screwed up the the game side too, because right, because so Sony does own the rights to the game, obviously, right? And correct. One of the big things that has been that I've been reading about on various locations is um, a Homecoming game. When are we going to get to see younger version of Spider Man interacting with the MCU? Um, you know what I mean? And right now it seems like Sony has this like death grip on Spider-Man. Like he's not leaving the video game universe. Oh my and then gosh, all of a sudden yeah. this mass exodus happens at PlayStation. And now all of a sudden we have another Spider-Man movie coming. I would not think that it would be very far from fact to think that Disney might be looking at who could go and going forward, who could make solid video games and it would be easy with the success of the Spider-Man franchise to say, to say Sony is capable of making fantastic Marvel video games. Yeah, the last. Uh, did you play the last Spider-Man? Uh, no, but I watched Bama play it. Oh my gosh, that dude! That good. game it is looks really good. I borrowed my buddy's PS4 just to play that game, and holy shit, that game is just that game is phenomenal. The traversing of the world and everything is. I would buy a PS4 alone for that game to play it again. It's just, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. That game is phenomenal. 
I give it a six out of six on the six pack, if you know what I mean. A lot of people have been maxing it out on stats, that's for sure. But but even I mean, traditionally Sony has done very, very good with the Spider Man games. They're like they are the halo of Sony PlayStation. Like it's True, I mean, yeah. I way agree better, with that. you know. There's nothing yeah. like it. Yeah. Fantastic. But with the last Sony game and then trying to see a game of a younger because you figure on the Spider-Man game, he's not. What would you say, Surf? I would say he's early twenties, so he's not really that far out of the young. Yeah, he's high school. I, I would say I got the feeling he's early twenties. Yeah. Early twenties, like kind yeah. of college-ish. Yeah. Type deal. Yeah. So I don't see. Ooh, I, I don't. Right. I, I don't see um the younger version of the MCU game needing to be done, I I wish I, I wish Sony and Disney would come together for um what the the cartoonish gosh damn it, why can't I remember the name? It's one of my favorite Spider Man movies, the the Into the Spider Verse. Spider Man, Into the Spider Verse. If they do a game like that, holy shit. No? No. You're all quiet <laughs> over there. I was trying to picture what that sort of game would be like. Well, no, you haven't. Have you seen the movie, Surf? Have you I seen have. Into I'm the Spider Verse? Yeah, I'm just trying to see it as a game. So I can definitely see Sony, it as a game. Sony has done several Spider Verse games already that are. Not Miles Morales. Excellent. No, but I mean, you could play other Spider Mans. Not specifically Miles, but the other Toby Spider Mans in the game. Okay, shit. that is not a thing. That's not a thing. We're not. <laughs> no, but okay, other we're early versions of Spider-Man <laughs> games on PlayStation have been Spider-Verse games where we have seen North Spider-Man and Future Spider-Man and yeah, maybe not Pig, Pig, Pig Spider-Man, but yeah. But the time travel thing has, or the parallel universe thing has been a, has been a thing on PlayStation before, and it was done very well. Here we go. We're getting it. <laughs> We're getting into the alternate universe. Here we go. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, if they could do so, something like that, and then, like, okay, the Tobey Maguire epi- or movies, a lot of people like, oh, like, some guys I work with, like, oh, gosh, it's so good. If it's not Tobey Maguire, it's a piece of shit. Really? Oh, my God. Grow up and watch a movie, man. I'm sorry. Really? Like, I, I, I mean, said it. I liked Amazing Spider-Man. I did. I'm not going to lie. I like The Amazing Spider-Man, the two they did. I wish they'd done more with that guy. He was a really good, you know, he was a really good um, Peter Parker. Was it Garfield? Andrew, Andrew Garfield? Garfield? Yeah. yeah. Tobey Maguire was shit. I thought was just stupid. The Venom movie, I was like, that's one thing that really pisses me off about that trilogy thing. I was super excited to be, <laughs> I was super excited to see Venom for once, and then it just was like, <laughs> shit show. It was it okay, but there was a lot of things wrong with that, other than the fact that it was still Tobey Maguire, right? Yeah, like, true. They, they picked a guy from that '70s show to play one of the most monumental antiheroes in the Marvel universe. <laughs> what? Who made that decision? Like, well, where they're just like, ah, we already got. I was we actually already got Frog Frogface playing MJ, so we might as well go ahead and get this dude. I was like, what the hell when um, the 
guy from what was it Pleasantville was playing Spider. Yeah, yeah, but I liked Amazing Spider-Man. This dude just doing the MCU Spider-Man. Holy Tom Holland. Ho- yeah, Tom Holland. Great. He is what I pictured as a. You know, going through the high school stuff of Peter Parker. It's right. It's right. Really great of what they've done with him. Right, so. and I think he, I think he really nails the balance there when it comes to. Um, nerdy socially awkward spider-man who's still very intelligent and very witty right whereas right. the toby Maguire was just kind of generally awkward you know what i mean yeah yeah he was rather than rather than being like hyper intelligent like he does all these really smart things but when it came to like fighting people they were very limited in what they could do and he fought green goblin and it was just, it was rough. It was very rough. Green Goblin was comparison. the guy from Platoon. <laughs> right. Or pretty much every other movie ever, because Willem Dafoe is in everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but but his performance was fantastic. I loved him as the main the main antagonist. It was yes. awesome. I loved the story of his son picking up the role. I loved that it was, um, was that James Franco? Was yeah, that it was James, James Franco. Franco? It was James yes. Franco. Yes. yes. It was James so Franco. So I liked... I liked how he could come into that role, you know, no, that was way before any of his comedy skits or his, the big ones that he's known for at least. So he came into that role, basically not, you know, doing anything, um, and nailed it. I think he did a really good job as Harry, you know, and his part in the upcoming films were fantastic. I just think that they picked a really bad person to play Peter Parker and they didn't really understand who Peter Parker was in correlation to the rest of the universe. Because as far as the movie goes, the villains were nailed. They nailed it. True. Even with the even with the, the character that they chose to play Sandman. Venom, Sandman was on point. Doc Ock was on point. Venom, yes. while he was Venom, was on point. Even, um, uh, like I said, Green Goblin and Hobgoblin were on point. They did a really good job with the villains. Like they knew what they were doing, and then. But they got to this weird phase, like Peter Parker, and they're just kind of socially awkward in the parts where it wasn't involving heroes or yeah. villains. Like, it's just, what do we do now? I don't know. Let's just fill it with some nonsense, and we'll put Toby Maguire's hair on one side and tap dance him down the street. That'll be perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> God damn. You know there's a certain point in time in the person's career when they look back and they go, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. You're to- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. That was- That's got to be his. That's got to be his. I would agree. Yeah, that was just, oh my gosh, I wanted to punch myself. My wife even loves that Spider-Man trilogy. I just... You know, there is something to be said, though, about the nostalgia of it, right? Because when those movies did come out, we didn't have MCU yet, right? So this is like the first live-action Spider-Man that a lot of people have ever seen. But I didn't like it back then. I didn't like it when it came out. Well, I mean, true, but you're also talking about a time when there was very little to compare it against. That's true. So everybody, so we have that we have that um, archetype, right? Where is the golden age as fantastic as I remember it, or am I just glorifying something that was actually crap in order to compare it against something now that I don't want to like because thing, I liked the old stuff? The thing for right? me Same was issue I'm having with gears. Yeah, the, sorry. Well, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. The thing with me, like with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, I wasn't excited about it, but then when the next one came out, the Amazing Spider-Man. I was excited about that because that felt like yeah. it fell more in line with Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like the comic mm-hmm. book, 
and all that stuff. Tobey Maguire was kind of like just the, the, I don't know what to call it, shit show movie aspect of it. But the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. interpretation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But the Amazing Spider-Man, it felt like it was more comic book based. Yeah, I think that the problem and the major failure with the Amazing Spider-Man is they made him too cool. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they made so him, he wasn't he yeah. wasn't awkward enough. He was the guy obviously that played highly him was intelligent. Great. The great the guy but he did a really him. good job. Yeah, I agree. Really, really good job. Yes. But I think that as far as the Spider-Man movies go, we definitely have a Sony who is constantly pumping out amazing Spider-Man games. Amazing not in like amazing as a verb, not as in a title. Um, no, the game is adverb. excellent. But yeah, okay, so they make great games as a Spider-Man. <laughs> so we're having the great game Sony making Spider-Man games and then some in the movie industry turning and going, how do we make our movies like that? So each time we have a new Spider-Man film franchise, it's gotten better and better and better in my opinion. So we had the first one, which is the Tobey Maguire, which we were like, eh, I don't know. It's great because it's Spider-Man, but it's not really exactly what we want. I mean, he has a right. webs in his arms. Like he didn't make his shooters. Like what the fuck? No, move on. Let's do something else. And then here comes Amazing Spider-Man, which was better. Better graphically, better acting. And now we have the Tom Holland, which has been put up by Disney and Sony, and and they really worked the crap out of that. And we get to see Spider-Man in all these great scenarios, but he doesn't lose his consistency. And in the MCU, if you've watched and followed along, the characters have lost consistency. Thor is not all-powerful. Tony Stark loses his freaking mind. The Hulk goes Peace Hulk. After going Rage Hulk, like at, at uh, Ragnarok, right? Like all the characters are losing their consistency and falling apart at the seams when, in my opinion, they, they shouldn't have, you know, um, except for Spider-Man, who's solidly Spider-Man the whole time. And it's Tom Holland doing what Tom Holland does best, running his mouth and kicking bad guys' asses. Like, and it's, it's great. It, it works well, you know? It has, yeah. Even, no, it has. And... And I just, I'm really excited for the next movie to come out to see what they're going to do with it. Who are they going to pick next? They did Mysterio. Mysterio, y'all. Oh, on Far From Home? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, my kids are actually, like, my two older, like, are into Spider-Man. Well, actually, my oldest and my youngest are into Spider-Man. And, like, when Endgame was on and... We went and took him to see it, and Spider-Man came back, you know, after they did all that stuff. Like, he's all like, oh, so happy and stuff. But you have to realize my oldest is a high-functioning autistic, so he's a little, you know what I mean. Doesn't get it all, but it was just great to see him connect with a character that he has read about, has seen on the screen, and likes the MCU Spider-Man more than... Like the one that's kind of like when I, not really when I grew up, I guess you could say the Tobey Maguire one. Yeah. I mean, it's and great that's, to see. That's him, really what it's, sorry, go ahead. No, it's great to see him connect with that and just the whole MCU. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I disagree with, like you, Raptor, with the MCU that's gone on. But there's a lot of really great stuff that, you know, because my kids weren't grown up with the comic books and stuff like I was when I was a kid and you know, we didn't have these movies when I was a kid, I had to read about it, but it's great to see some of it fold into the movies, but go ahead with what you're saying. 
Right. And and I, what I was going to say is that's kind of what it's all about, right? Because when I remember when Iron Man came out, right? Yeah. It was like, what? Iron Man? Why would they do a story about him? That's ridiculous. He's like one of the least likable characters. Why I pick Iron Man? But but the movie came out and it was solid. It was a solid film. They picked a great cast and Robert Downey Jr. came out and just nailed it. Nailed it. Say what you will about the rest of his career. He nailed Tony Stark. He did. And that's he, what they needed. Yep. And and from that Iron Man platform, we've now springboarded here to where we are today. There are people all over the world getting to see for the first time their favorite superheroes coming to an MCU universe, coming to a big screen, and not only coming to the screen, but also being done right. We're not watching Blood Rain. You know, we're not watching a freaking twisted, messed up video game adaptation of a freaking movie here. We're talking about serious producers, serious directors, serious actors making serious films. So even with the small, like the complaints that I have about where the MCU has gone and where it's, where it was and where it's going, like even then we're still getting solid characters on screen. You know, um, yeah, yeah. my wife is a is a big Black Panther fan. When, other than what has happened, when would you ever think that Black Panther would have gotten his own standalone film and it had been that good? Right, right. the odds are staggering. Right, but because of the early successes. And the successes of film franchises like Guardians of the Galaxy, first one Disney's was good. willing one was to trash. to gamble it. I, I mean, I agree. I think the first one was way better than the second one, but there was some definite tearjerker moments in the second one. Yeah, but I'm just was. saying they took a chance on it, right? By not making it a solid like PG PG-13 film, by allowing it to be a little bit more risky to see if that was something they could pull off, and then they nailed it. And now we're going to get the opportunity to see heroes that may not have made the limelight had they not taken that risk, right? So I think that overall Disney's made a very good decision with the MCU. I just I don't want them to lose their way and make <laughs> the characters something that they're not. Right. And I'm afraid that that might be what's happening with the movies that are coming out in front of us. Correct. Okay. <clears throat> Let's What about you, Surf? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Surf? <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Uh, uh, are we still talking about Sony? Uh, <laughs> I think so. We, 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 we went off like driving. Mean, that, that, boat, that boat sailed like way far to okay, the right. Well, so I have a question for you, Surf, then. Um, to take our giant boat of ridiculousness and turn it around back <laughs> to the Sony topic. With the executive from Sony moving to Disney... Um, what do you think the odds are that Disney's trying to make better on their Star Wars franchise for video games? Um, are you serious, Raptor? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> Disney, look, Disney knows, right? Because of the big crash of Battlefront, right? Disney had to get involved in that situation. Yeah. So what are the odds that Disney hires this guy from PlayStation, who has had a very successful career as PlayStation, to help them develop a Star Wars franchise Outside of EA, so once the EA contract ends, they decided to take it over themselves. Okay, not, to cut, not to cut you off, Surf. It's for Surf. It's for Surf. Okay, go ahead, the, Surf, and then I'll I, give I my two say, cents. I would say the only, the only thing that confuses me slightly there, although companies make decisions and backtrack them really easily, is Disney closed down all their game, all their game studios and all their game stuff about a year ago or two years ago, didn't they? So I 
not quite sure they're quite ready to get back into making games again. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I don't think that I... I didn't mean so much as like they're going to come right back into the saddle. More along the lines of, <laughs> do you think they hired him to figure out how to get their games on track? They might, they might have hired him as the guy to know how to talk to whoever they decide to give the uh, franchise to next. Because right. I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming, I think we're all pretty sure that EA is not going to get the franchise after it expires next year or whatever. Um, right. I think we're all fairly certain that's a dead cert. So it would make sense to get somebody who understands the game industry to be able to negotiate properly and talk about exactly what they want with whoever they move the franchise to. So I could see that that does make a lot of sense. Because obviously, I think they'll want more control over what happens the next time they dish the franchises out. I don't think they'll risk oh, definitely. doing the deal they did with EA. I think they're going right. to be more hands-on with whoever ends up developing it. Right, because it is Star Wars, right? Yeah. It is a, a quad-billion-dollar industry easily, and um, they're the only ones that are allowed to make Star Wars games. And... I just, for me personally, I think you're, I think you're, I'm on the same boat as you, man. I think we're if it if it is possible that that's why they hired him. He is well versed. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what people are saying, and maybe he maybe he does help them negotiate a better contract and we get more solid Star Wars games. Because let's be honest, we all want a solid Star Wars game yeah. to hit consoles. Yeah. So. It could be yeah. Okay. I mean, he can talk both languages, can't he? He can talk to a game studio in terms that the game studios understand about what Disney wants. Um, and he, he will maybe be a good bridge on that. So that one makes sense. I think, I agree, I think him leaving Disney is more of a coincidence of timing than anything else, leaving to Disney. Um, and I think everything else going on at Sony, it sounds to me like it's typical big, big company, political maneuverings behind the scenes. And... but something we may never know but obviously some position above everyone at playstation something's changed and that old guard are no longer well let's say do you think it's go ahead no go on what were you gonna say well i was gonna say do you think with these guys leaving back to the on track well back on track derailed for a minute sorry people we're derailing for a minute <laughs> back to the star wars shit do you think that um sony hired this guy knowing that they're gonna snatch the shit back from ea there's no doubt in my mind that sony i mean that disney wants star wars back from ea yeah no doubt in my mind right none okay. so i think that like surf was saying it is very easily possible that that's what's happening. I don't see, um, in my personal opinion, if it comes up on the news, like these small coincidences, I don't think that that's a thing for, for a large multi-billion dollar company. I don't think that it's just a coincidence that this guy has left at the same time that everybody else right. is leaving, at the same time that EA is coming up on the end of their contract for the Star Wars franchise, at the same time that Disney's trying to reinvest themselves into the video gaming market because... Even let's just say that Disney didn't do anything in video games at all, at all. If you don't tap in to the video game market 
as a company as large as Disney with all of the freaking names that you have underneath your belt, you are ignorant to not find a good developer to make some real video games because Disney will do very, very well in the video game industry if they have somebody who knows what's going on in that industry, right? Because, I mean, we're talking, dude, everything. Star Wars, MCU, right? You, uh, just, just those two alone, billion-dollar industries if you can make solid video games for them. You're just talking about revenue on top of revenue on top of revenue, and Disney is like the Pac-Man of revenue where they're just going across the board, chomping down everybody and sucking down revenue. Yeah. Revenue. Revenue. But back to the... Okay, that one switched. I I mean, I switched over that. But back to the Sony Disney thing, like, Ben asked, do you think that this next generation that's going to launch is going to take the switch back to Microsoft with this shift in uh, Sony? No. You know how... What do you mean? Well, how Microsoft kicked ass for the 360 and the PlayStation 3 was shit. And then now the PlayStation 4 kicked Xbox One ass. Do you think it's going to just revert because of this? No, because... It's like, X, the Scar- the Scarlet is going to kick the PlayStation 5 ass. This is what no, I'm getting at. I don't at. think so. Not because I don't think these changes have anything to do with that. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I thought I'd ask. I think that the back and forth between PlayStation and Xbox is a trivial and more like brother-brother type argument where you're just arguing with each other to argue with each other. Right. And the likelihood of there being a large division between the two in the future is going to be very, very minimal. It will not matter going forward, especially with cross-play between PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. It's not going to matter what you play on anymore. It's only going to be. It's only going to matter what your controller is. And even further than that, you can see Stadia coming out where there is no console at all. Right. It's, like, there's so no reason why Microsoft and Sony do not have that capability to do the same thing. Well, Microsoft's so the odds got of there even being Right, and when Sony can easily get on servers in all over the world, right? It'd be very easy for Sony to do that too. Well, that's why they deal with Microsoft. So you, you, you're saying right. you're saying Raptor is going to come down to your what controller is in your hand? That's it. Well, you feel that's most it. comfortable with Xbox controller and and realistically, whatever. Realistically, that's what it's been for years, right? So there's only two two things that have ever mattered when it comes to consoles, and that's the exclusives that come on that console and the controller that that console has. If you grew up playing PlayStation, you're going to buy a PlayStation. If you grew up playing Xbox, you're going to buy an Xbox. And if you like PlayStation games, you're going to get it because of an exclusive. So if you're an Xbox yeah. owner that yeah. doesn't yep. play, right? You're yep. only going to get yep. a PlayStation to play Spider-Man or vice versa for Gears of War, right? Yeah. So yeah. if that bridge, if that that isolation is knocked out and now anybody can play Gears, or anybody can play Spider-Man. It's only going to matter what controller you have. And the, I'm telling you right now, man, console games are on the way out. Consoles are on the way out. Wow. It's the future. It's the future. Brought Even if it's not like the rapture, years, rapture. It's, it's coming. I'm telling you. It's the you. rapture of video <laughs> games. <laughs> it is the rapture of consoles, <laughs> brother. <laughs> no, I can I can I can see that um I can see your point, 
Raptor. I can I can definitely see that, and um, it's uh, yeah, it's all gonna come down because like Xbox has you know their controller can go Xbox or PC when you plug it in. Mm-hmm. PlayStation. I don't know if it can do that yet. Can it? Yes. No. Maybe so. PlayStation products do not play well with Microsoft products. Right. Uh, I don't. Hmm. The crossplay is going to be a big It'll... thing, I think. I think even not to just the Nintendo or not Nintendo. Sorry, the Sony Microsoft PC thing. Nintendo's also a pro- part of this. You got to remember, like with Minecraft, I can play Minecraft sitting on my bed with my Switch, and also you know I can jump into people playing on the Xbox or PC together. You know what I mean? Yes. So we can't leave Nintendo out of it. Nintendo's going to be a, a part of this. So I think right, all but Nintendo is a part of it, right? You're right. However, I think that Nintendo traditionally has stayed very true to its roots, right? Nintendo wants to be family-friendly video gaming, right? And for the most part, correct, correct. That's what they invest their time into is family-friendly, family-friendly video gaming. And I think that to put them on the to put them on the platform next to Xbox and PlayStation is unfair because the things that Nintendo do are often overshadowed by these ridiculous feats by Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo has the longest record out of all the game developers they're still here and they started makers. here right and they make some of the best games to date but because it is a family friendly environment those games are often not pushing the 4K UHDs and the realism and stuff like that right but, but they the don't have to still- but they don't have to, right? No, that's they the don't point. Have to. They don't have to. So I think that it's. I think that I don't know. That's just. It's interesting that we got to this point organically, right? Because it I'm is. looking at your. Because it just. I'm looking at your podcast ties, questions. It ties into JB's question in a sense. It does. It just rolls it does. right into it. It just rolls right into it. So JB asks, "What do you make of Nintendo's attempt at mobile phone gaming? Initially, when Mario Run came out before the Switch, he thinks." He thought it was the beginning of the end of Nintendo hardware. Now I think it enforces the space for handheld console. I mean, who really wants Mario Kart Tour in portrait? I, for one, am going to raise my hand and say, JB, I do, because it is a fun game to play on my phone. It has been the most fun game to play on my phone that I can never remember. So, yeah, it's phenomenal on the phone. And it's funny that we came to this because I would also encourage uh, JB as well that I think that if there is a company right now that is a console company that will push that boundary and permanently remove consoles from the equation, it will be Nintendo. Yes, That I you will be able that. to play full version games from anything that you want to touch because Nintendo is that committed to bringing a solid product to the market that you can do anywhere with anybody, right? They That's how they've always been. And that's kind of the thing of the Switch was that you could take it with you and keep playing your full version games. 
and we haven't heard a whole whole lot about what Nintendo wants to do in the future, right? They're very hush hush about their products they until are. it's time to reveal. We know that there's a new console only version coming of the Nintendo Switch, but that's not the final. It's product. already out. The light is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the light. Sorry. Yeah, it's already out. So so, but we knew that was coming, right? We knew that was a thing. Yeah. Um, but Nintendo has made tons of money. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about mobile gaming right now. No one is going to buy another Game Boy. It's just out. Game Boys are out because you can do very similar things on your phone. So if anybody in the industry right now is trying to figure out how to put games on a phone that are Game Boy equivalent, it's going to be Nintendo. Xbox and PlayStation are going to continue to push the graphic fidelity thing. They're going to be on the forefront of the virtual reality and Nintendo's going to be thinking how do I get freaking hey you Pikachu on the freaking <laughs> cell phone you know what I mean like if they yeah. could get I'm telling you if Nintendo can get a solid Pokemon game on the phone that would that would be more close to the Pokemon franchise that they've had for years like a Game Boy game it's going to sell billions of dollars and it Nintendo is. knows it so I think that I, I think for one right. going to buy that shit but my boys would want to and I know I yeah, I think he's right. I think JB's. I think he's right initially when he thinks that the end of Nintendo hardware will be will be coming. I think Nintendo will will double down and invest into software, and they will be the forefront, the forerunners of actual one hundred percent mobile gaming. We will see it come from them the first first. Do you think they'll be like Sega, where Sega exited the hardware and went straight software? I think Sega did that out of financial responsibilities. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's what you think they'll do. They'll do something sort of similar to Sega. I think that they will always offer something for you to have physically in the house, but I think that they will also they are possibly investing time into figuring out how to give, get you Mario Kart on your phone. That's not, you know, the traditional um, portrait view, right? That is a full blown version of a Mario Kart. It's you got to download it and try it. It's fun. It is. It I'm not is. saying that it's not. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying that, that, that no one is trying to put Gears of War on my side. No. Well, okay. Right? My my buddy and member of the 16-hour community, Marius, he plays. Um, he told me this week that I need to download and play Call of Duty mobile. He said it's fun. It's just like um, Blops 4 on Xbox and ps4 and stuff like that he said the mobile the mobile version is more like um not no not blobs 4 sorry my bad that it's more like modern warfare that's coming out or came out you know what i mean he was showing me it the other day he asked me if i downloaded it and stuff i haven't downloaded it to try it but he says it's fun and i just don't see games like call of duty or whatever on my phone yeah, I don't think that that's going to do very well, in my opinion. First-person shooters are fine, but but solidly, very simplistic games are going to be the victor, right? Because, I mean, like Smash Brothers, two buttons, bro. Like, that's it. Two buttons and a moving stick. Smash that Brothers would work is fine. awesome. You know what I mean? That would be yeah. perfect for a cell phone. No, what, is what do it? you think, Surf? I think... <laughs> Sorry, Surf. <laughs> well, no, I've just been thinking. I've always, I've always looked at it it's confusing because this game streaming coming up is throwing everything a curveball. I always think 
companies previously always looked at mobile gaming as just separate it's another dip at a pool that you're not going to get there is a pool of people who will never buy a nintendo console say they're just not they're not interested but they're a huge it's kind of the shit space is well it's just there are people who we've all had this discussion there are people who constantly play candy crush or something on their phone and say i'm not a gamer when they're playing games all the time it's just because it's yeah. on their phone they don't see yeah. it yeah so i totally see why nintendo would want to crack into that market because it's a huge market and i agree with raptor that i think nintendo games intrinsically probably were have got more chance of working that on the mobile thing and if Nintendo can make it work, they will. I the only thing they sticking will. point I can see is Nintendo are sticklers for how good that user interface feel is. Just right, yeah. Like it's gonna have to be a solid game. Yeah, I mean they spend more time than anyone on that. You only have to look at sort of uh, Super Mario Bros. or anything. It is oh, yeah, Mario Run that's on mobile. Yeah. Dr. Just... Mario, Mario Kart World Tour. Just look at those. Those are just great games. I I play them all. If they're they on wanna, my phone. I just... If they want to move more classic Nintendo-style games over, they're going to need to try and figure out how to do that on a mobile. Uh, on, on the off chance that someone from Nintendo is listening... <laughs> Billion dollar idea. Okay, after want some royalties. If you put freaking Mario Party on the cell phone, oh. do you know how many people would get that? Oh. And it would be very, very simple to play. You know, you could tap buttons. You know, like one A button, right, dude? Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, that's solid. a damn good idea, Raptor. Sorry, sir. Yeah, no, I was no. saying there are certain games that work really well on that, uh, but there are other games I just, I just don't think at the moment cell phone sort of mobile technology it's getting that it might just be me because i'm crap at them this I is coming have... from a guy that has a windows phone i don't have a windows phone. okay look i'm backing you on, <laughs> i'm backing you sir <laughs> i like my windows shit, phone. I used to have a windows phone. Windows you did phone used to have a windows phone. i had to cave i finally need because i needed the discord app but i love my windows phone but, yeah, what's that about? I mean, we have Discord app on our freaking Windows 10. How come my Windows 10 phone can't yeah, have no, Discord crazy, app? I never figured what that is out. that? It was, it's it bullshit is what it is. Uh, the, the Discord Agreed. app was the only reason I switched to Android because everyone yeah. was pushing me to get a Discord app. Me too. I really liked being able to connect all my devices yeah. together, I, my I PC like, and my Xbox and phone. Apple really does well. nice. You get one ecosystem. It works really well. Um, so, yeah, I think... I don't know. I, I think if they can fix the interface issue, I think for me that's the main sticking point. If you want to do a classic Nintendo Twitch platformy type of thing, I just don't think at the moment the mobile phones have got the interface to do them, unless I'm crap at it. I don't like, I've tried them, I don't like those fake on screen controllers. I just don't think they have the controllers yet. They piss me off. I also think Nintendo will be one of the first to crack um, the divide on wireless controllerless gaming. Uh, mm, I've seen a lot of things. I think like XCloud might do that. I've seen a lot of things coming out where they're like <laughs> bracelets and stuff like that that you can wear that measure like your 
muscles and crap like that to do things. Like a lot of tech channels are pushing yeah. these things. Yeah. I think Nintendo would be the first to utilize something that you can wear on your wrist like that. I totally agree. Because that Nintendo more than others are the willing to try they are more willing to try the far out ideas than anyone else. Yeah, they Agreed. do they like do they the, do the far out ideas for sure. <laughs> they do. They they'll they'll give it a go. So fantastic we are all agreeing all right great question I think just nodding. Uh, what i'm nodding <laughs> you're just nodding uh-huh uh-huh yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. no i like it no i like it no thanks for the question jb and then my next up is raptor's question but we'll answer that next <sighs> week when bama joins us and raptor Teaser. Teaser trailer or teaser question. Teaser trailer. <laughs> teaser yeah, question. A complicated question. I need to do a week's worth of research. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you ever seen Aladdin? I just need to say. Have you ever seen Aladdin? No, I haven't. I've never seen Aladdin. The live version is the shit show of the year, I think. It's trash. But that's it from now. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all you're going to say. <laughs> That's all I, I watched got to it. Say about that. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. It's not like a box of chocolates. It's a pile of shit. <laughs> I didn't know Tom Hanks was in it. <laughs> no, he could have been. He, he should have been. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just yeah. If you get a chance, surf watch Aladdin live action. You just told me it was a shit show, so I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Your bedtime. Just watch, just watch the digitally remastered version of the cartoon. Cartoon is the shit. That's all we're gonna. Okay, we'll answer this question next week. I'm not gonna get into it right now because I could, and I could go on for another forty-five minutes of this shit for this sh- movie, but we're not gonna do that. I have officially found sixteen-ounce gaming skiers five. What are you talking about? <coughs> like. My hatred for Gears 5, you have hatred for Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) It did. Okay. All right. We'll talk about this next week. I'm poking the bear next week. When Surf gets a chance to do this, and Raptor will have a hangover so he can't say shit to back his stuff. (laughs) Challenge accepted. I'll just keep drinking. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. That's. What do you, all right, we'll answer this next. It's from obviously our special guest. So we'll answer it next week when he's on the show again. Thank you, Bama. Thank you, JB, for those awesome questions. If you want your questions read and answered on the show, just join us on Discord to ask them in the podcast questions channel. You can DM us on Twitter. Um, what would that be? At underscore or no <laughs> underscore <laughs> at sixteen ounce underscore gaming. Um, the videos we were talking about earlier will be posted on YouTube. So give us a follow there at sixteen ounce gaming family. The dogs are pissed off outside. I don't know why. Good hell, this happens almost every time I record. But um, we have some merch. If you want shirts, hats, 
coffee mug or whatever. Merchroom.com forward slash collections for the last 16 ounce. That's another way, you know, you can support the show and wear some kick-ass 16 ounce gaming gear. Um, uh, join us on Discord, like I said, to talk about all this stuff that's been going on from this show that that Raptor just took over and fucked it up. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, just follow us on Discord. Follow him on the Dread Pirates Discord and DSG Discord um, and wherever else. Go ahead, Rapture. Give it Give it everything else. Give it the everything else. Yeah, give great. So the- I'm on... Uh... I'm on the Twitter. I'm on the I'm the I'm at the uh, Rapture Raptor one, or Rapture Raptor one. I'm sorry, there is no duh. It's just Rapture Raptor one on the why Twitter. Why is why we got um, one? You think you're the number because one? Because apparently folk? Rapture Raptor was gone. <laughs> duh, Rapture Raptor was gone. So oh there's shit! Other people out there. It's like it, surf it very well with could the, be me. It's like surf. He's gonna have the surf biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very possible that it was me making alternate accounts one night while drinking. So. At Rapture Raptor One on Twitter, you can find me in the Discord. You can find me on Mixer for all of my links. Uh, Mixer.com forward slash Da Rapture Raptor. That's D A as in dumbass. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Fun fact. That's where it came from. Fun fact. And uh, and definitely Septuge definitely definitely, definitely if you get an opportunity to uh, drop by, I'm gonna plug DSG. Come by DSG. Yes. We Go have. Ahead. 16 ounce on several times, um, and we have a good time doing our podcast over there as well. Yes. Excuse me. Sir, yes. Valkyrie, excuse you. He says excuse you. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, what those guys said, great. Um, Follow us on Twitter at 16 ounce underscore gaming. I probably already gave that before. That shit. Um, on YouTube at 16 Ounce Gaming Family, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. That's greatly appreciated. Tell your friends about us if they're into this sort of thing. That that helps out too, right, guys? Hey, Serditas. It can, yes, it can. It can, yes. Unless yes. you have that like bad friend who lives at your house and eats all your ramen but doesn't work. That sounds like a 30 year old still living at home. But anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys and gals and everyone. We just appreciate it. Um, we'll see you next week. Like I said, Bama and the Crapture Raptor will be on the show. Dang. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tune, tune, we'll see you next week when they're on the show. And let's go play some games, guys. And cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. What'd you say, Raptor? Cheers. <laughs>